Welcome to the Sweetest and Toughest Job Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel, Mama to Three, and I'm talking with subject matter experts and other parents about all the sweet moments, but also deep diving into the tough topics surrounding pregnancy, postpartum, and parenting. Thank you so much for being here as we explore the sweetest and toughest job. Hi friends, welcome back to the show. I'm so glad you're here another week. If you love any of the episodes you've been hearing, if you could share with at least one friend, that would help so tremendously. It helps people find us and helps us keep going with the podcast. So this week, we are shifting to focus on the mama. We're focusing on you, friend, because that is so important. And so often as moms, we come last, right? Today, I'm talking to Wendy Ng. She's a dance and movement coach who guides women to live consciously and confidently using mindful movement and dance through her signature program, Moving Into Joy. So we're talking about prioritizing taking care of yourself as mom, setting attainable goals and amounts of time to get moving, because sometimes that can be difficult, how exercise and movement can look different in different pregnancies. Gosh, I know this firsthand and also in postpartum recoveries. Usually um, different pregnancies look different, postpartum recoveries look different. So how can you set up your priorities to feel good during the postpartum recovery time instead of really emphasizing the focus on looking good? Because that can be so, so difficult when you're after you're having a baby and when you're trying to recover. We also talk about how to think about movement during pregnancy amidst your body going through tremendous amounts of change. So this is a lovely conversation with Wendy, who's also a mama to three, as I am too. I hope you can take away something that'll help you get moving, set up some priorities for yourself to feel good, and take something away that's positive. Here's my chat with Wendy. Today I'm joined by Wendy Ng. Hi, Wendy. Hi, Rachel. I'm so glad to be here. Oh my gosh. Thank you for your time. I'm excited to chat today. Um, Let's just jump in and maybe you can tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your background and your family. Sure. So I am a mama of three little ones under nine years old. Um, I'm a wifey. I am an occupational therapist and now also a dance and movement coach. So it's been quite the journey to get here. And um, now I'm just excited to help women really live very consciously about what they're doing and live very confidently in pursuing their passions in creating the dream life that they want to have. I love that. I love that mm-hmm. mission. And tell me how old your children are. Yeah. So my oldest one is uh, eight and a half. The middle one is seven and the little one is four. So um, I think when we were communicating to set this up, we have mm-hmm. this exact same, I guess, age differences. Between yes. You're just a little <laughs> bit ahead of, of where my kids are because mine are five and three quarters, four and uh 11 months. She's almost one. So. Oh my goodness. Yes. yes, The first two being close together is, was crazy, but I'm sure it's, it's good now. Right. I know it like, yes. Looking back on it, I'm like, wow, that was too close. Like I just felt like I was managing two babies at once. And I can't imagine, you know, moms of multiples of how they manage that. But to me, it was crazy, which explains the big 
the bigger gap that I had between the last two. I just needed some space. <laughs> I, I was 100% I can relate. And that's exactly why we have about three, three years and change from the second to the third. <laughs> it's like, yep. I need a minute. <laughs> Just a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. Well, um, today we're going to talk about movement and just why that's important and how um, moms can incorporate that into their lives. Lives, um, easy tips because I feel like becoming a mom mm-hmm. can be so overwhelming. So whether it's like your first or you know subsequent mm-hmm. children that you have, um, I think when I think about movement, it's surrounded by health and taking care of yourself and trying to yeah. incorporate exercise. So maybe you just can speak a little bit about um, what you mean when you say movement and why that's important. Yeah, absolutely. So from my point of view, um, our bodies were really designed and created for movement. We aren't meant to sit still. And you can see this in little kids from the get-go. They're designed and wired to learn to move. And I remember my my son, when he was nine months old, we turned on a song, like Bruno Mars' Treasure, and he just like, it's like he couldn't help himself and he started Mm -hmm. rocking to the music. And you can just see like from early on, they start moving. And I think as adults, we kind of lose touch with that because we get quote, busy, you know, with our lives and the things that we need to do, right? Looking after the kids, doing your work, pursuing your career, or just focusing on the kids and home. You get busy with your to-do list and you get a little bit sedentary in a way and you forget that you really need to move your body in different ways and challenge it just like you would with your mind and just like you're pouring into your kids and getting them into activities and doing all those things. Uh, Like You forget that you used to do that when you were Mm -hmm. growing up and you used to do that and at some point it, it shifted because of your priorities. And I want to emphasize that is that it's your priorities that got shifted, not necessarily what you needed. So it's so important to get back to that movement and taking care of yourself because at the center of it, you as the mom, a lot of things revolve around you in the household with the kids. It's just kind of the way our society has um, developed this role of mom, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's so important to get back to what's important for taking care of yourself first. It's just like that analogy of like, when you go on the plane, they tell you, right, in the safety um, talk that, you know, if the air pressure cabin um, air pressure changes, the air mask will fall down. Make sure to put yours on first before helping other people. Mm-hmm. And so it's the same thing when it comes to your health. Um, you need to prioritize that first in order to do all the other things that you need to do in life. And so movement and exercise is a key component of that in taking care of yourself. So that's how it all comes back to you and movement being important. I wanted to talk a little bit about um, pregnancy in in particular, Mm, because you know, and this can be different with different pregnancies too. So whether it's your first Mm -hmm. again or subsequent, um, obviously your body goes through some tremendous changes, right? I mean, it's (laughs) kind of mind boggling how much your body changes. So Mm -hmm. how can women navigate um, the changes that they're experiencing while still 
trying to incorporate movement in their life? Are there easier or better things to do and focus on or things that could maybe feel more attainable? Because as you grow and expand and stretch, things hurt Mm -hmm. and can feel awkward and your center of gravity shifts and all that. Yeah, absolutely. And I can speak to that, like, you know, going through three different pregnancies and doing different things. Um, The main thing I noticed is that when I didn't move, my body felt worse. Like because mm-hmm. you're you're getting that extra weight added onto your body, the extra stress. So imagine like if you were sitting at your desk for like eight hours straight and you didn't move a single muscle, like how would you feel? And it's almost the same thing when you're pregnant as you put on that weight and you have that kind of prolonged stretch and contraction of certain muscles, different muscles. If you're not moving them and stretching them, you're going to feel pretty awful and pretty stiff and lots of pain and discomfort just because of that. Um, So how it looked for me is that, you know, whatever activities that you were already comfortable in, it is okay to keep doing those. You just have to keep being mindful of your center of balance is Mm -hmm. changing So you might have to shift a few things. Like for example, when I was continuing with my yoga practice, um, I kind of touched base with my yoga instructor. I was like, should I take the like prenatal yoga class? And she's like, no, no, no. You've been taking yoga for like quite a few years now. You're like, you've got experience, you know your body well, you just continue on with your class with some modifications. And that might be you use extra props so that, you know, you can't reach down as far anymore because that big belly, or you might, you know, stay closer to a wall for some balancing type of things because your center is going to be thrown off and you need to readjust to that almost every single time that you're doing that exercise again, because of all the changes that are happening. So I would say whatever movement or class or or exercise that you're already used to, continue doing that, but just being mindful of, okay, well, what new almost like prop or accessory or thing do I need to add in to help me as my body is changing and shifting? Mm -hmm. I think that's great advice. And it's, it's hard. I feel like too, as your body's changing, sometimes to maintain the things that you were doing before. Um, mm-hmm. I was very fortunate that I didn't wasn't sick throughout my pregnancies, but I know a lot yeah. of friends that are just nauseous the whole time. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe it's like as simple as trying to just go for like a 10 or 20 minute walk um, mm-hmm. to get your body moving as you're describing. And that could help just circulate things, I feel like. Um, and, and make mm-hmm. you feel better. But what are, do you have any other suggestions or tips for the mom that's like, I just, I can't get to that class or um, especially in this time we're living in right now, I think it's advised probably for pregnant women to stay out of more crowded places or oh, yeah. gyms or, um, you know, exercise facilities that they might've gone to before. Mm-hmm. What I really love is um, there's so many online classes now, right? Mm-hmm. And being able to tap into that is really great. If you're like a first time mom, you you have a lot of like, you can have a lot of space compared to like a lot, when you're in your second or third pregnancy mm-hmm. or, or, you know, more. Um, so definitely, I think setting a timer, even like 
five or 10 minutes to start and getting consistent with that. So what I find is like, it's almost the hardest to get started. And so when you commit to say five minutes, I'll set the timer for five minutes. I'm going to do this one thing. It might be, I'm going to, you know, walk around the house, put on some music um, and just kind of stretch and move a little bit. Or I'm just going to commit to five minutes of this one exercise. And you set the timer. And what I find is by the time the timer goes off at five minutes, you're like, oh, I'm already kind of like got the groove on and I'm going on this. So I could choose to continue because it's actually easier now to keep going on. Or you could be like, yeah, that was a lot. And I'm going to going to do it again tomorrow at five minutes. And you'll find that you slowly build that habit. And once you get started, it's easier to keep it going. So I would say that's one really big tip. Um, The second thing is I personally, I love dance. And the magic around dance is that you're, you're using music that you would love. And that helps provide that sensory input into your body that helps your brain think, hey, this is pleasurable, this is enjoyable. And it actually helps respond by releasing some feel-good hormones like dopamine that helps you feel like, yeah, this is good and I'm going to continue doing this. The second thing is as you start moving your body along with music, your brain is also helping release some extra hormones like endorphins to help Mm -hmm. you feel less tired, feel less pain, and help you continue on with that activity. So when you pair those two, movement and music, you're actually putting that sensory input to your brain and your brain is responding by saying like, hey, this is good. I'm going to release some hormones to help you do more of it. So um, that's how music and dance can really help you get a little bit um, started with the activity is that you put it on and it feels good. So you're going to end up doing more of it. It's fun, so could, right? <laughs> yeah. You need to make it fun. How can you create it so that it's fun? So I, I make myself some playlists. I'll have like a five-minute playlist of like two songs. I'll have like a 15-minute playlist of maybe like four songs. And then a longer one of like 30 minutes of like six to nine songs. So those are my go-tos when I know like, okay, I've got like five minutes of time here. How can I move? Well, I'm going to turn on that playlist, the short playlist, and just get going. And if you have more time, you just pick your other playlists and that can help um, be a really great motivator to get you going, uh, whatever, whatever exercise that you want to do. So I'm, I'm curious, personally for you, did you have mm-hmm. different challenges throughout your three different pregnancies where you felt different or felt like there was movements that worked better or worse? And then I would also ask how you found time, especially, I guess, between the, the first and the second. <laughs> You know, when you had a probably 18, 19 month old, it's really Mm -hmm. hard to, I guess by the time you had the child even. So it's hard to Mm -hmm. fit in um, time when you have a a young child running around the house. Yeah. So what I would say is that I continued on with yoga Mm -hmm. for all of my pregnancies. And I found that that was key for me with regards to maintaining my strength and flexibility and not really pushing myself. And I have to mention that as a key thing is that you're not going to, your goal isn't to push yourself physically and like achieve some sort of like physical goal. Your goal mm-hmm. with exercise and movement while you're pregnant is really about maintaining your physical ability and um, 
just making sure that things are moving correctly uh, mm-hmm. while you're you're pregnant. Okay, so don't push yourself. Right. It's not necessary, and it's not important during that phase. And so, how did exercise look different? Well, I kept on with the yoga, and I would say between the second and uh, sorry, first and second one after postpartum. Um, I was like really focused on like, yeah, I got to get my body back into shape. For some reason, I thought that was super important. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I, I went back into kickboxing and my, my husband took care of our, our son. He's like, I think this is important. I'm going to help you. I'm going to watch him and you go off to class. And so that was possible, you know, because we only had one. Uh, and so I pushed myself to get back into shape, which was great. After the second one, then it was like, okay, how do I juggle this? Because we're busier now. And it was more like when the kids are in bed, I put on some music and I actually, I played um, Dance 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 Revolution on like the Wii. I love it. Um, and because I had to make it fun. Because by then I was feeling exhausted with right. managing two little ones. And I'm like, how can I make this more of a game and more enjoyable for me? So I had to find a way. And for me, that was just using the video game because it was very structured. I didn't have to think at all because my brain was already overloaded. And I just followed along. And I think for women um, trying to get back into it after, you know, having kids and your brain is just on overload, just make it easy for yourself. Just take a class do something with a friend, you know, meet them online if you have to, and just set aside the time so that you guys don't have to think about it. Um, Just pick something easy for yourself. And that's what I would suggest. I I like that suggestion. And I feel like, you know, as a culture, like we put so much pressure on ourselves. I talk about this a lot on our, on the podcast Mm -hmm. um, to like bounce back afterwards and, you know, get back to that, um, the weight you were before. And it can be really kind of depressing or hard, I think, for a lot of people because your body changes so much. And Mm -hmm. I think like we've kind of said over and over, every pregnancy is different too. So maybe, you know, your first, you bounced back pretty quick. And then the second, you're having a harder time getting back to what your body kind of used to look like. I'll say after my third, I don't think my body's ever going to be the same. But (laughs) yeah, I agree. And after the third, this is what I discovered is that things weren't the same. I was struggling a lot more. And then I finally decided to go see someone about it. Mm-hmm. And I, I went to see um, a physical therapist who specializes in like postpartum, right? Yes. And looking at those core muscles and the pelvic floor muscles and actually found that like I had some issues and that's why I was having troubles with my balance and my coordination and doing the exercises. So there's something to be said about going and seeking some help um, to make sure that your body is aligned properly, is uh, your muscles are balanced and get those really specific targeted mus- um, exercises to get you back on track so that you can do all the other things that you want to do. Yes. I'm so glad you mentioned that. I've had some um, postpartum PTs on the podcast too. And it's like a whole area that I think is so underserved and Mm -hmm. that most women don't even know exists, you know, that there is Mm -hmm. somebody that can help with this kind of stuff. So I think that's a great suggestion. And to give yourself some grace in that postpartum time that like you Mm -hmm. will get back. It's going to be okay. Um, It might not be at that six week mark, you know, where you get your 
checkbox from the doctor. Um, yeah. might need a little longer than that to do some of the things that you did before. But I feel like incorporating mm-hmm. movement during pregnancy always helped me a lot. And it sounds like mm-hmm. it you too. So that afterwards you kind of have that baseline um, yeah. and you can gradually work it back in quicker than if you are just stagnant during your pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think you made a key point there is that after pregnancy in the postpartum is that your body has made these huge shifts. So you mm-hmm. definitely have to give yourself the patience that things are going to look a lot different and that's okay because that's normal. That's a normal part of having babies. Your body's going through huge change and you have to expect that it's going to take maybe a year, maybe two years Mm -hmm. to get yourself to feeling um, back to a certain level of maybe physical fitness and wellness that you expected or that you want to achieve. But the other thing is to understand that your health and wellness is going to look different after you've had kids. And what is your priority on feeling good or looking good, right? And for me, I think the importance um, to focus on as moms is what feels good to you because that will drive you more than what looks good. Yes. I, Mm -hmm. I love that you made that point. And I feel like momming is easier when you feel good. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. If you're yes. just kind of like, oh, I don't feel good about myself. I've been kind of stagnant. I can't get back into what I was mm-hmm. doing before. Um, you know, having confidence in yourself and, and feeling good and that you've done something for yourself, I think always mm-hmm. helps you be better for your kids. Yes, I agree that this is something that's taken me three kids and some help with coaching, you know, working with a personal coach to realize that I don't have to strive for a certain way of what it should be or what it should look like. It, I have to really trust in myself and that I know what feels good for me, what feels right and go with that. Because when I lead with that, everything else in my life feels and happens better and with more ease than when, when I'm striving for a certain thing, like a little, you know, a box of like, I need to check this off. I need to do this. That feels less good and less easy to achieve than when mm-hmm. I just go with how it feels. I love that. I love mm-hmm. it. We're on the same page, but you're right. It <laughs> takes work to, it's so easy to say like, this is, you know, how we should all be. And it's a lot harder to put these things into practice. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) well, tell, um, tell everybody how you're helping moms now and how people can find you and connect with you and all that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So I love to live on Instagram. I'm, you can find me at simply naturally Wendy. So I share, um, tips and tricks there for moms and, um, a little bit more about my lifestyle. And then you can also find me at the wendying.com. That's Wendy, W-E-N-D-Y, ing. It's two letters only, N-G. And you can grab, actually, I have a free five-minute morning movement routine that moms can grab. It's It's an easy routine that helps you shift from your sleepy feeling to transition with ease to a wakeful and ready feeling so that you can get your day going um, and feel like you can kind of tackle anything during your day. 
So you can grab that freebie. And if you want to connect more and work more deeply with me, I do have a one-on-one coaching program where I work with moms and go through um, looking at, you know, what do you want in your life? How can you change the way you're thinking and perceiving things, your mindset, so that it matches and um, with the things that you want to accomplish? And we work a lot on body awareness and mindfulness through movement and how we tie that all in finally is that after you've accomplished this and feel this um, sense of ease and accomplishment through movement, how do you translate that and move that into the rest of your lifestyle and um, create the things that you want and desire in life? So I move you through this through a 12-week program so that you can feel more at ease and aligned with what you truly want and with creating that in your life. So if people are interested, you can definitely book a call with me and um, chat more about how it might be a good fit for your life. Awesome. I will put um, your Instagram and your website link in my show notes Mm -hmm. if anyone wants to grab it there. And um, thank you so much. I appreciate your time and it was lovely chatting with you. Yes, it's been such a pleasure, Rachel. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Head over to sweetestandtoughestjob.com. You'll find additional episodes there, as well as information from today's episode, resources, and links. We'd love to connect with you on social media at Sweetest and Toughest Job on either Instagram or Facebook. And a special thank you to Makai Pace for all the original music used.